0: Hello, I'm John Moorhead, Director of Faith Matters, and with this podcast, uh, we'll have some more commentary and reflection. Uh, in today's uh, episode, I want to go back to an incident that took place in 2017. Uh, it may appear dated being a few years old, but I think it's actually more relevant for consideration now. It goes back to an event uh, where Senator Bernie Sanders uh, was uh, grilling and questioning uh, nominee Russell Vogt. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He was a candidate for the Office of Deputy Director of the Office of Management and Budget. And uh, their interaction and their clash uh, received a lot of media attention. A little backstory here. Uh, Vogt had written a blog post uh, to defend Wheaton College professors firing by the college. Uh, Larisha Hawkins, an African-American tenured professor, uh, generated uh, a lot of controversy uh, when she, uh, through social media, voiced her support uh, and solidarity with uh, Muslim Muslim women. And what in particular drew the ire of uh, conservative evangelicals, particularly those at Wheaton College, was uh, her mention that Christians and Muslims worship the same God. Uh, which she noted the Pope had also uh, stated pre- previous to, to her comments. Uh, I don't want to get into the specifics of the Larisha Hawkins controversy uh, in this post, but uh, if you're interested, uh, I have written a review of the film Same God, uh, which is a documentary on her experience where I share some thoughts. And I've also written a book review for Culture Encounters on a book where Christians uh, argue across a spectrum as to whether or not Christians and Muslims worship the same God. So if you're interested in pursuing that subject, uh, you can reach out and I can make those resources available to you. But that's the background for this uh Sanders vote uh, conflict there. Sanders is going to be uh, referencing this piece that vote wrote uh, for Wheaton College. Now, as a result of this exchange, there was extensive media coverage, not only in Christian circles, but in secular media uh, covering uh, various issues. Uh, Again, I think this is important, even though it took place in 2017, Uh, These uh, items, these issues are perhaps even more important now in the post-Trump and what I think is turning out to be a post-evangelical era in America. So uh, with that, I will do the share screen and we'll go over here and let you listen. Let me get
1: to this issue uh, that has bothered me and bothered many other people. And that is in the piece that I referred to that you wrote for a publication called Resurgent. You wrote, "Muslim quote: Muslims do not simply have a deficient theology; they do not know God because they have rejected Jesus Christ, His Son, and they stand condemned." End of quote. Do you believe?
2: Do you believe that that statement is Islamophobic? Absolutely not, Senator. I'm a Christian. And I believe in a Christian set of principles based on my faith. Uh, That post, as I stated in the questionnaire to this committee, was to defend my alma mater, Wheaton College, a Christian school that has a statement of faith that includes the centrality of Jesus Christ for salvation. And again, I
1: apologize. I do forgive me. We just don't have a lot of time. Do you believe that people in the Muslim religion stand
2: condemned? Is that your view? Again, Senator, I'm a Christian, and I wrote that piece. Well, what does that say? The statement of faith. Of Wheaton- I understand that.
1: I don't know how many Muslims there are in America. I really don't know. Probably a couple of million. Are you suggesting that all of those people stand condemned? What about Jews? They stand condemned too. Senator, I'm a Christian. I, I understand you are a Christian, but this country is made up of people who are not just. I understand that Christianity is the majority religion. But there are other people of different religions in this country and around the world in your judgment do you think that people
2: who are not christians are going to be condemned thank you for probing on that question as a christian i believe that all individuals are made in the image of god and are worthy of dignity and respect regardless of their religious beliefs i believe that, that as a christian that's how i should treat all individuals and do in you think your statement
1: that you put into that publication they do not know God because they rejected Jesus Christ, the Son, and they stand condemned. Do you think that's
2: respectful of other religions? Senator, I wrote a post based on being a Christian and attending a Christian school that has a statement of faith that speaks clearly with regard to the centrality of Jesus Christ in salvation.
1: I would simply say, Mr. Chairman, that this nominee um, is really not someone with what this country is supposed to be about. I will vote no one.
0: Well, there's the exchange and uh, Senator Sanders did vote no. Um, let me point out a couple of elements of the terminology that are important to keep in mind and then I'll give some responses to both Sanders and to vote. Uh, in terms of the terminology, um, you'll notice the the exchange uh, emphasized for Sanders at least uh, the free or the term condemned. Sanders seems to understand the term in a, a moral sense, uh, in terms of its implications for holding political office, in terms of potential prejudice and bigotry. Whereas vote is using it theologically in relation to what Christians would call Christian particular uh, particularism that that God has done something special in and through Jesus Christ, and soteriology, the doctrine of salvation. So their their emphasis and terminology, they're talking past each other. Uh, another was the term respectful. It's another interesting term where Sanders seems to e- e- equate an exclusivist religious belief that Christianity is true to the exclusion of others that Christians would be saved and others would not that that is somehow disrespectful so this terminology and the concepts that are related to them are important to the exchange now let me give some responses and thoughts Uh, to each of these gentlemen in terms of the exchange. Uh, A few for Sanders, but I'm gonna save most of my response uh, for for a vote uh, because he's a fellow evangelical and I think we need to be self-aware and self-critical. In terms of uh, Sanders' response, he seems to almost be to the point where he's articulating a particular religious test for office. That is, you can only hold certain types of religious beliefs. And of course, constitutionally, uh, there is no religious test for office. Uh, So there was a lot of discussion in the media as to that particular element. Also, in my view, Sanders seems to be confusing or conflating religious exclusivism, the idea that one religion is true to the exclusion of others with prejudice and bigotry, and saying that those two necessarily go together, that if you're a religious exclusivist, then it's going to naturally result in, uh, in bigotry. Um, I want to point out that religious exclusivism can many times result in bigotry, but it doesn't isn't necessarily so. Uh, I would be a religious exclusivist in terms of Christianity and its truth claims, and yet uh, I work very hard uh, not to practice prejudice and bigotry. So the two don't necessarily go together. But that was one of Sanders' concerns. And then Sanders seems to be promoting uh, a naked public square, the idea that, well, you know, uh, there are only certain kinds of views that should be articulated, particularly by a politician or somebody holding public office in the public square, and certain religious views just aren't welcome there. That's the naked public square idea that religious ideas are too controversial. Let's just keep them out. Um, However, that too is problematic in that the naked public square isn't neutral. It values and privileges secularism in that regard. So somehow my hope is that Sanders and others who have these concerns uh, would uh, talk to folks like myself who argue for a pluralistic public square where we uh, work together for the common good uh, despite our deep differences. And finally, in response to Sanders, uh, I would also point out, it's not only Christians who are exclusivists, but many conservatives and other religious traditions uh, are uh, exclusivists as well. And so it, it's not just Christians who happen to hold the majority in evangelicals uh, that that have these concerns and articulate them in connection with their faith. Um, but others do as well. So this remains a viable issue, whether a Christian's running for office or holding, hoping to hold a civil uh, servant position or whether somebody who is a conservative in another religious tradition is. So that would be my response to Sanders. In terms of uh, responding to vote, uh, a fellow evangelical, um, here I'm gonna be a little more self-critical again because I'm an evangelical as well. Um, many times religious exclusivism Uh, is held by Christians, particularly evangelicals. And as I said earlier, it does involve prejudice. For example, Uh, many evangelicals hold the Christian nationalism, the idea that America was founded as a Christian country. And this goes to include other ideas, such as the only way one can be a true American is to be a Christian. And with it comes uh, certain prejudices against those who aren't Christians. They aren't considered true Americans and complete citizens. Um in the name of religious ex- exclusivism and Christian nationalism, many Christians have supported, for example, the uh, the banning of the building of mosques in neighborhoods and so on, trying to limit the religious freedoms of others. So we need to acknowledge as evangelicals that this view of of religious exclusivism, can many times and has resulted in various forms of prejudice and bigotry. Again, it doesn't have to, in my view. It can be done uh, without leading to that, but many times, unfortunately, that is the result. Um, I also want to point out some of the commentary on this in the media uh, has pointed out that beliefs have consequences. Sanders was right to raise some of his concerns, even though the way he went about it I think some of his conclusions are problematic but believes have consequences and ramifications and if you're going to hold a public office and you have religious views and those religious views naturally uh, can't be separated from who you are and how you govern then you had better make sure that uh, you are, are are supporting the freedoms uh, of everyone in that capacity in public office so it's right to ask the questions uh, it just depends upon where you go with those questions, how they work themselves out, and so on. Um, some of the media discussion surrounded uh, e- eternal punishment in regards to this. This idea of being condemned uh, was a concern. And I think, uh, again, vote was coming at this from a theological perspective in terms of Jesus and salvation and eternal punishment and all of that, whereas Sanders was coming at it from a very different perspective and concern Um, In regards to this issue of condemnation and hell and so on, my counsel to fellow evangelicals is that we need to be aware that that uh, makes us sound even more narrow-minded. I'm not not saying abandon any theological uh, principles that we hold dear, although those always ought to be open to renegotiation and consideration uh, over time. But we have to be careful as to how we appear and how we sound. Our credibility in the present moment, particularly in post-Trumpism, uh, is exceedingly low. And I would also question why we always have to use salvation, who's saved and who isn't, as the go-to frame for our discourse. Um, perhaps vote would have been better served if he would have tried to take the conversation in a different direction. Um, he hinted at that a little bit with his comments about everybody being created in the image of God, but he really could have started with that and fleshed that out, and perhaps that might have alleviated some of uh, Senator Sanders' concerns. Uh, So evangelicals need to be sensitive to the perception of others, uh, particularly when it comes to the exclusivity of their beliefs, particularly in the context in which we live now. So while many evangelicals, uh, especially Sanders, found votes, theological beliefs offensive, uh, I would just close by saying we have the right to offend each other in the name of holding religious beliefs and other ideas that some might find distasteful and which contradict uh, others' deeply held beliefs. So somehow, as we practice multi-faith engagement and religious diplomacy, uh, the key is to to discuss our deep differences, even those which we might find mutually distasteful, and find a way to develop trust uh, so that we can work together for the common good through this. So this exchange between vote and Sanders from 2017, I think uh, continues to have important lessons, maybe even more so for us in 2021. Well, I hope you uh, found this issue of the Multifaith Matters podcast helpful. There are other editions uh, of the podcast that you can find. We're now hosted on Podbean. We've got a Podbean page that will. We'll I'll include a link on the YouTube page for that. And uh, we also have other resources that you can find at our website at multifaithmatters.org. Please take a moment to rate our podcast, to subscribe to the videos at the YouTube page. And of course, as a nonprofit organization, we uh, are able to do what we do through the generous support of our listeners and viewers. So if you find this helpful, uh, please go to our website, click the donate button or our patron page at the podcast and uh, consider something even as much as $1 a month